Hey guys, this is your host Nitin Binhani and a very warm welcome to my startup podcast channel Jazair Audio where we share real stories with real learnings. So my today's guest is Prashant Narang, a qualified CA with two decades of experience in finance and investments. Prashant is the author of Four Bucket Cash Flow, and he regularly conducts workshops to help the entrepreneurs as well as the business owners manage their profits and cash flow. Besides, Prashant is the co-founder of Agility Ventures, which invests in the early stage startups. So in this podcast, we'll learn how to manage cash flow, get our payments on time, and we'll take Prashant's help in creating the simplest three. to 5 years financial projections template something that most entrepreneurs really struggle with so let's welcome today's special guest hi prashant welcome to jazair audio and thank you for talking to us thank you nitin for giving this opportunity to speak to you and your audience so let's start with you know why is cash flow so important for the startups as well as for these business owners so i would say that cash flow is not only important for any startup or small business it is equally important for a large organization doing billions of dollars of sales so now businesses generally measure their growth or success in terms of you know their top line or sales or turnover however no business is started to generate only sales you know the, the motive is to generate profit and all the more important is that the profit that is generated should be realized and received by the business so you know suppose if a person who's employed earns a salary but doesn't receive it you know so it doesn't make sense similarly for a business owner if the business is making profits it is equally important that you know that profit is realized so now looking at a cash flow statement you know it can give you enough information as to you know what action points you need to take to ensure that those profits are realized by you so if somebody is not looking at the cash flow statement then there is quite a probability that the profit is not getting realized timely so that is the importance of a cash flow statement and that is what i've covered in my book the yeah. four bucket cash flow it's available on amazon and flipkart and it's quite in a the layman language even a non finance person can you know read and understand what it is all about now managing finance is really the hardest thing to do for most entrepreneurs so how can they systematically manage their finances so again you know managing finances is difficult because people don't focus enough on managing finances it is more of a reaction rather than an action that people go and look at their numbers you know it depends if they really want to manage their finances it depends on how much time or how much focus they are devoting to managing finances then second thing is that you know if they are not a finance person they don't understand numbers that easily they should get somebody in the team like a cfo or a finance person or people can go to their chartered accountants and take their help in terms of understanding the numbers and then you know the difficulty arises when you go back and look at your numbers only as a reaction if you rather look at your numbers on a regular basis that periodicity can depend whether it is weekly or monthly or fortnightly depends on you the size of your business and the need you know to go and look at your numbers but if there is a discipline it is highly probable that you know you'll be able to manage your finances wisely because you're going back and looking at your numbers constantly so wherever you are going wrong you will take uh, action timely and not get into a situation where you see there is poor financial management because you're at it all the time so you know people ignore financial management i i compare it with ignoring your health report because you are too busy munching your burger and fries but if you're looking at your health report you'll always be cautious and you'll take timely action similar is with finance Okay and what strategy would you recommend to get accounts receivable or payments on time Yes uh, you know with my interactions with the uh, business owners I realized one thing that is very common 
that is you know the mindset of the business owner that they don't ask for the money that is due to them reason is that they think that if they will ask for money from their customers the the relationships will get spoiled the yeah. customers would get annoyed if we ask for our money only but i think it is only a matter of practice you know people get into habit of paying timely if it is managed properly so i would suggest the strategy for you know proper collection i mean on a timely basis is that you should have a collection coordinator in your business the business owner himself or herself should not do the follow up for collection there should be a collection coordinator who looks at the receivables on a daily basis and follows up for whatever is due from the customers on a daily basis so suppose if somebody gives you a timeline as to okay i will make the payment next week coordinator notes down the date and then follows up on that day again to see that you know the payments are made on that day and again if there is a you know like a subsequent date given so one has to keep following up till the time the payment is received now this collection coordinator can ensure you know that the payments come in timely and the npas also go down but if it is left to the business owners themselves to follow up for payments which many small businesses do yeah. generally you know you see that uh, people can take that liberty of paying you late or never paying in fact out of you know they want to leverage the relationship they have with the business owner great You know what is the simplest way to create a 3 to 5 year projections without having to hire an analyst So again uh, I would say that you know it is again about that you know the fear of doing it that stops you from doing it yeah. but if you attempt I believe you know one can easily do it you know we struggle that if we want to create projections we struggle with the fact that our estimates won't be that perfect you know yeah. so how do i say that this what this much will be the sales that my business would make you know so how can i predict the sales because that really depends on the customer behavior the competition there can be a lot many factors that are playing how can i say that this this is the level of sales that i will be doing so if you start with the sales as your projections you will never be able to make it so okay. that is where i tell people that you know start with what is certain so what is certain is your fixed expenses so make a projection for your fixed expenses over the next say one year then second year third year fourth year up to fifth year so you yeah. would probably take an assumption uh, in terms of these uh, expenses in the subsequent years by increasing them by a certain percentage say 10% 15% so fixed expenses means like expenses like rental salaries electricity so such expenses which are there so one can easily create a projection for these expenses without even thinking about what sales i will be able to make okay. now once you have these projections made for your expenses then to cover those expenses how much sales my business would be required to make considering my gross margin i put that number and then calculate the gross margin then cover the expenses and maybe leave some profit for you know the business owner also so if you do that then at least you have a certain number on the paper in terms of say one year two years or up to five years now when you look at those numbers if you have sales you have gross margins your expenses now you start thinking okay if this is the kind of sales that i am going i'm going to make year on year maybe you know i can try and increase the sales because of you know whatever activities i want to do in terms of marketing by uh, reaching out to more customers so then you adjust the sales amount as to you know what you aspire to achieve and when you do that then accordingly you can adjust the fixed expenses also suppose if you say your sales will be doubled next year obviously there will be more you know increase in the salaries more than the 10 15% increment because you will be hiring more people mm-hmm. so then 
start adjusting your expenses so then eventually you will have a more you know realistic or more i would say a, a projection which is close to what you aspire to achieve in the next 5 years so don't start with sales start with expenses you then calculate your sales considering your gross margins once you have that that sheet ready for the next 5 years then adjust those numbers to meet your aspirations and your target and then you will have projections which are closer to what you want to do achieve and for this you really don't need any analyst or any finance person uh, we all understand this basic mathematics and uh, you know it's just a matter of practice once you start doing it you get better at it but one thing you know that if you don't create projections for your businesses then you are you don't have any direction i would like to quote benjamin franklin you know who said that if you fail to plan you are planning to fail so if there is anything that is stopping you from creating that those projections you know just think about this thing and you will be pushed to create those projections and i believe you will overcome all the challenges that you know you face so what should an ideal projection look like yes so you know any projection is basically based on past data if it is a new business you look at comparable businesses and see how they have done over the last few years you get those numbers and based on that so you know if it if anything that is in a in a projection which seems very very unreasonable you would know it by common sense yeah you know so if you say that okay today i'm doing say a turnover of say 100000 but next year i am going to do 1 billion yeah. i mean it's not possible you yeah. know so you it will be a slow progression towards maybe 1 billion dollar sales and you know maybe from 100000 you do a million then 10 million then you know whatever number and then it can go up to you know maybe 1 billion sales but it has to be a slow progression slow means it is again a subjective thing depends on the business depends on the founders the the promoters of the business that how aggressively they can take their business forward but still i would say while creating projections one has to be prepared that the reality might be very different from what you project and one but it is it is fine one can accept that you know the reality is different these projections certainly give you a direction so even if the numbers that you project are way different from the reality it is fine but at least you have something to look at and say okay i want to be there you know so that gives you a direction finally if you could share a brief about agility ventures and what's your criteria for investing in startups so agility ventures is is basically right now a platform uh, it's a network of angel investors yeah. so we have around 500 uh, investors in our network right now wow. with uh, we have seven chapters across india and even outside india like dubai uk and australia so we have investors uh, you know who look at the startups that we present to them every week and okay. they decide that they want to put their money or not and then if the interest comes and they, they you know we do the due diligence and the whole process and then they put in the money so agility ventures started in july 2020 only me and my co-founder dhanudas who has been an angel investor and a mentor for good 6 years so we started it together and uh, so far i mean you know as i said with our journey is like we have 500 investors and we have invested in around 10 deals by march we should be uh, we, we should have invested inr 10 crores in the startups in you know, which we have funded through the network the criteria for investing in startups the thesis that agility follows so we look at startups at a post revenue stage okay. uh, there should be some revenue in the company there should be a customer base we are not looking at companies which are totally at idea stage uh, there is uh, you know uh, or maybe 
even before POC. We are looking at companies which have been funded earlier. Maybe they have had a, a seed round or maybe some larger fund also has invested in. So we prefer doing mid-rounds. Okay. Also, we are doing subsequent rounds. We are also looking at co-investing with other larger funds. So we would take a bite in a larger round, say of the, the total round is say for $500,000. We would take $100,000 out of that and to the funding to, to that tune. So you know, so it, it gives kind of a validation to our investors also that there are other investors who are putting in money in the same uh, startup. So that is our thesis right now. And we are coming up with our angel fund, which is an alternative investment fund very soon. Okay. Uh, the next three months. So it is a SEBI registered fund and then our investments will be routed through that fund then. The network would start investing through the fund. So with this, we have reached at the end of this podcast. Prashant, thank you so much for sharing great insights. It was a pleasure to have you on Jazeera Audio. Thank you so much, Nathan, for having me today. And it is a pleasure to contribute whatever I know and understand about finance and related topics. Are you a founder of an early stage startup and looking to raise funding? Get your startup investor ready before even you start pitching to your prospective investors. For know-how, please visit www.jazero.in. That is www.jasaro.in. Lastly, I want to thank all the listeners who took their valuable time to listen to this podcast keep rocking be safe and don't forget to share